We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to talk hockey with the guys in the know. It's the Panthers Insider Show, right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Good morning, Panthers Insider begins now. Kevin Rogers with you here in South Florida. Doug Plagans up in Boston as the Panthers take on the Bruins to play their final road game of the season. Up to where everybody knows your name in Boston is Doug Plagans. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning to everybody out there. And we've got a lot to cover today. Uh, and, of course, as Kevin mentioned right there, an early game for the Panthers. Make note of the 1 p.m. puck drop, a 1 p.m. matinee today, Eastern time here in Boston. We'll hit the air for Panthers preview across the radio network at 12.30, so be sure not to uh, miss that one. You want to you wanna make sure you catch this one. Panthers and the Bruins always entertaining when they get together, and this is the fourth and final matchup in the season series. So Panthers and the Bruins, a 1 o'clock start this afternoon, 12.30 pregame across the radio network. We hope to have you on board for that one today. You can also catch it on Fox Sports Florida as well. And then the Panthers are back to the BB&T Center for three home games this week. Monday night at 7, the defending Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals come to town. And then Thursday at 7, it's the New York Islanders coming in. And then Saturday at 7, the New Jersey Devils in the season finale. So that's what lies ahead for the week. Three home games after this road game today in Boston. Remember, you can grab your family, grab your friends, enjoy all the action the Panthers have to offer with the Salins Red Hot Value Pack. Starting just $27, you'll receive a ticket and a parking pass in addition to a hot dog, beverage, and popcorn for a game. Tickets may be purchased. Just in increments from 2 to 8. For more information, go to floridapanthers.com. But, Kevin, we've got an action-packed hour here as we not only get you uh, prepared for the week ahead, as we mentioned, some big action coming up at the BB&T Center this week, but also a big game coming up here this afternoon. Panthers and the Bruins from Boston, and the puck will drop at 1 o'clock. Absolutely, and we'll hear from Panthers rookie Brady Keeper a little bit later on in the show from the most recent Territory Talk podcast as Keeper made his debut against Ottawa back on Thursday. But first, though, we will go back to the week that was and the Panthers going through eastern Canada, Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa this past week. And we'll start with the Maple Leafs on Monday night, a Toronto team that will be headed to the playoffs and helped out by having John Tavares now on their team. They were a playoff team last year without John Tavares, but uh, this year Tavares just helping out the cause and Toronto jumping out to an early 3-0 lead on the Panthers, including Tavares scoring his 42nd on the season coming on the power play, so a quick 3-0 advantage for Toronto. However, though, the Panthers in an action-packed first period, they were able to get on the board thanks to Jace Harluck. Puck played up the near side. It finds its way to the neutral zone. Panthers a chance here heading up the ice into the near circle. It's Hoffman. Turnaround pass in front. Tip. They score. Jace Howerluck to the net. And he scores for the second straight game. And the Panthers get one back here in the first. 
And Harlock scoring his sixth on the season. And now we get the Panthers on the board, and they would trail 3-1. to one. Two minutes later, though, Tavares would score his second of the night to give Toronto back a 4-1 to one lead. But then, a minute and a half after Tavares' second goal, it was Mike Matheson who would cut the deficit in half. He takes a shove there from Zaitsev. Got a pass down to Trocek out to the left point. Matheson, long shot, he scores! A long shot from the left point found its way through, and the Panthers get another one back here in Toronto with 3.35 to go in the first. And that goal by Matheson is eighth on the season. The Panthers trailed 4-2 after one. And, Doug, just uh, obviously a very entertaining first period, not the way the Panthers wanted it to go, but uh, it was good to see them getting a couple goals late after they trailed early. Panthers have that bounce back ability. They've had uh, they've had a resilient group all season long, and in that game in Toronto, uh, like you said, things didn't start the way the Panthers wanted them to. But the Panthers have that quick strike ability and quick strike ability on uh, on offense. We saw that against Toronto on Monday night. And the Panthers though would trail four to two after one period. Tavares would get the hat trick in the second, his 44th of the season, to make it a 5-2 Toronto lead. And then Tavares would score his fourth of the night in the third to make it 6-2 Maple Leafs. But then Jonathan Huberto, he would get the Panthers back within three. Held in for a moment by Barkov, but swept out of the zone by Janssen. And then down to our left, Josh Brown on it. Cross ice, Matheson straight on. Here's Barkov in offensively for the Panthers. Far circled Adenoff. Looks down low in front. It's jammed it. They score! Barkov got a stick on that one. The Panthers get one back here in the third. And that goal credited to Huberdo, his 24th bark off an assist, Dadnoff an assist. And the Panthers down 6-3 to three after Toronto scored to make it 7-3. to three. Huberdo would put up his second of the night coming on the power play. Dadnoff couldn't get it to him, now down to Barkov. Here's Hoffman on the near side. Hoffman in front, Dadnoff with some room. Huberdo walks in, Johnny scores! Off the post and in, a power play goal for Jonathan Huberdo, and he's got two tonight. And Huberto puts up his 25th, and that would get it down to a 7-4 game. And then four minutes later, Harluck continued a good night as he would put up his second goal. And he'll shake his way into the Toronto end. And to our right, hand it off, Howerluck lets one fly. It's off the mark. In front of shot, they score! Howerluck followed it in! And he capitalizes right out in front of the net. Jace Howerluck has two tonight, and the Panthers are back to within a pair. Unfortunately, that was all for the Panthers as they lose 7-5. They can't stop Taveras, but two goals for Huberto and two goals for Jace Harluck, Doug. And uh, the Panthers, uh, just a, a tough game against a pretty good Toronto team. And, uh, and that's exactly what it was. The uh, Panthers got it close there late in the uh, in the game, really, uh, really I guess uh, started that comeback in the third period, just fell a little bit short in that one. Jace Howard, a couple of goals in that game. He had three goals in a, a two-game span, so he continues to uh, show uh, show a lot here in his first season in the National Hockey League. Jonathan Huberto, Alexander Barkov, that top line, they kept producing points. We're going to talk more about them and some of the numbers they've hit when we get through wrapping up all the games here from the week, but uh, another big game for that group as well. And the Panthers then making the trip to Montreal and the Canadians right in the mix for a wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. And uh, the Panthers who beat Montreal the last time that they faced them, the Alexander Barkov highlight goal uh, back last month. However, though, the Panthers fall behind 
3-0 in the first and 5-0 in the second. The only bright spot, Frank Vetrano scoring a power play goal early in the third. The Canadians win it 6-1 in this game. And, Doug, uh, just a tough spot. And the Panthers really didn't have a lot of luck with Montreal this season. Uh, tough game there uh, against Montreal, second end of a back-to-back. The thing with that one, though, uh, especially early on when that game was really close, uh, the Panthers had a ton of chances, and they had some great A chances. And what we saw was just uh, you know, a vintage Carey Price performance. Even though Montreal wound up winning that game 6-1, to one, the Panthers forced him to make probably 10-12 to 12 pretty acrobatic saves in that hockey game. And, uh, and again, even though Montreal provided him some, some uh, run support in that game, if you will, Carey Price was forced to uh, he was forced to make some really big saves in that game, but uh, the Panthers unfortunately weren't able to solve him more than the uh, the one time in the third period. And the Panthers moving on to Ottawa on Thursday night, as the Panthers looking to end the road well end the Canadian side of the road trip with a victory against an Ottawa team that had one two straight going in final meeting between these two Atlantic Division rivals and the Panthers it took them just 30 seconds to strike first. Barkov left circle into the offensive end, peels off to the boards, near point, Yandel there, slides it back to Barkov, high slot, wrist shot, and they score! It found its way through, and the Panthers take a 1-0 lead, 30 seconds into the game! And that goal originally Barkov shot, but credit to Evgeny Dadnoff, his 26th of the season. Barkov an assist, Yandel an assist, 30 seconds in, Doug, and uh, very good to see after a couple tough losses, the Panthers striking early. And that's what you have to do on the road. The Panthers uh, started that response right away, and it was that top line again. Barkov down there getting a, a puck to the net, went off Evgeny Dadunov on the way in. That made it one nothing Panthers, and uh, Ottawa would put up a little bit of a fight, but the Panthers would never look back. Colin White would tie things up later in the first for the Senators as he would go down the ice and tie things up at one apiece. However, though, in the second period, two and a half minutes in, Troy Brower would give the Panthers back the lead. Down to the corner, it's Dryden Hunt with it once again. Has it on the end wall, Borowiecki leans into him, and Dryden Hunt able to escape, takes it out to the far point, a long shot, jammed in in front, they score! Troy Brower on the doorstep, and the Panthers have regained the lead. And that goal for Brower is 10th on the season. Riley Shadden assist, also Dryden Hunt an assist at the 235 mark of the second to give the Panthers a 2-1 lead. And then a few minutes later, it was Jonathan Huberto who continued his solid road trip as he would put up his 26th goal. Off to the near side, Dadna pulled up to the blue line, rink wide, and Barkov takes over. He'll bring it in, looks in front. Huberto, nifty move, and he scores! What a play, and the Panthers score! It's 3-1, Jonathan Huberto! Finishes off a great play into the offensive end. And that goal for Huberto, as I mentioned, the 26th, Barkoff, another assist. Dadnoff an assist at the 631 mark. And Doug, a 3-1 lead for the Panthers after two periods. Came out and uh, had a lot of offense going in that game. Had a lot of chances. The Panthers were the aggressors that whole game. You heard the top line getting into the act. Through two periods, they've already factored into two goals. Troy Brower also became the seventh Panther to uh, double-digit goals on the season with his 10th of the year. So Panthers, uh, again, showing how dangerous they can be on offense in that game. And that was through just the first two periods. And the Panthers now taking that 3-1 lead into the third. Brady Kachuk would get the Senators within one with his 20th goal of the season to make it 3-2. to two. But later, though, the Panthers still with that one-goal advantage. Ottawa would pull their goalie, and Dryden Hunt would give the Panthers back a two-goal lead. Near side, Tierney looking in front. Pass bounces away. Dryden Hunt, turnaround shot on the empty net all the way down. He scores! 
And it's 4-2 Panthers. Dryden Hunt from a long distance. Scores on the empty net. And that goal for Hunt, his third of the season, to give the Panthers a 4-2 lead. And then a minute later, just for good measure, again with the empty net, it was Jonathan Huberto to give the Panthers a 5-2 victory. Barkov back down to the end wall, and he'll give that up in front. A shot from Huberto, and he scores on the empty net. And then Kachuk gave a shot at Huberto after the goal, and that's going to draw a big crowd down behind the Ottawa net. But Jonathan Huberto scores his second of the game, an empty net goal to make it 5-2. And that goal for Huberto was 27th on the season. Dadnoff finishes the night with three points. Panthers win at 5-2. And one note here, Doug, uh, before we get to everything else with this game. On that highlight with the with Brady Kachuk, uh, with the cross-check on Huberto after the goal, what was talked about after the game uh, with that situation? I think it really just uh, it really just blew over. Everybody was uh, everybody was fine. Jonathan Huberto popped right back up. You saw the Panthers took offense to it, and uh, and it turned into a, you know a little bit of a dust up back behind the goal. But I think the Panthers uh, they moved on. They got the five two win in that game, and it was really on the strength of that uh, that top line. They were the ones driving the offense that night. You had you mentioned the three point game for Dadanov, a three point game for Barkov. He had three assists. Another multi point game for Jonathan Huberto, and just to Tell you where everybody is now here at the at the end of the week. Barkov up to 90 points on the season after that three-point night in Ottawa. So Barkov, the uh, fourth 90-point season in Panthers history, the third Panther to register a 90-point season. Pavel Bure did it twice. Ole Jokinen did it once, and now Barkov's done it. And Jonathan Huberto not far behind with uh, four games left in the regular season. He's uh, four points away from 90 on the campaign, so he's got a chance to get to that plateau as well. But uh, Alexander Barkov as well now challenging for the uh, franchise record for points in a single season. That record is 94, held by Pavel Bure. Barkov sitting at 90 points right now going into this game against Boston today at 1 o'clock. So you have uh, Barkov challenging for a franchise record there. You've got Jonathan Huberto building on the franchise single season record for assists. That was 53. He passed that a while ago. He's at 59. Barkov's at 56, which is now the second most assists and counting in a, a Panthers season in, uh, in franchise history. You've got uh, Mike Hoffman at 35 goals, the third Panther to reach the 35 goal mark in a season. Season. So you've got a lot of different milestones uh, offensively going around, and uh, and those are numbers that could be added to here over these uh, last four games of the season. But Barkov and Huberto leading the way, dadding off a big game last time out. That uh, top line drove the offense. Had a chance yesterday after practice as the Panthers practiced in Boston to prepare for uh, today's game against the Bruins. Here is Panthers head coach Bob Bugner yesterday first on that win in Ottawa. Well, I think it's good for the for the psyche of the team. I think uh, a little bit of confidence. I thought that uh, we did some better things defensively. Uh, bared down, played uh, played harder in the D zone. So that's good. We went through a video today and showed some uh, some real good things that we did. Some things we need to clean up, obviously, for the game of Boston tomorrow. But uh, all in all, a real good team effort. And uh, I thought Lou was solid, made the saves he needed to make at the right time. And uh, um, you know, there's still another notch to our game, but uh, uh, it's a good start. And you, you mentioned tightening some things up yesterday. How important is that to to make sure you tighten things up and, and get that strong finish here? Yeah, I think that uh, uh, we want to finish strong. We talked about that, and you know, we've had a few tough days there. Was that's a pretty good teams and uh, you know last night we seemed to get it back together uh, you know our big line was flying again uh, she and line really contributed a lot I thought uh, um, you know so there was some real good strong points to our game but uh, you know you have to against Boston obviously one of the best teams in the league right now and they're playing at their best you got to 
really be uh, really be tight and you really got to manage the puck and uh, those are some of the things we talked about this morning we gave up nine chances last night against ottawa seven came off our own stick on turnover so that's something we talked about um you know just again managing the puck i keep stressing it every day but it's real important especially like a teammate against boston um brady keeper nhl debut last night uh what'd you take away from his first game in the league well obviously there's a lot of motion and uh, uh you know probably a lot of nerves on his part but he really didn't show it when he got out there he looked calm he made uh, some real heads up plays he jumped in the offense a couple times got some shots on net um, I think it was a real good first game for him and uh, you know we got lots of guys here right now so planning for a lineup every day is is, uh, is tough so we're going to talk as coaching staff here today and uh, figure out a lineup for tomorrow but uh, he should be proud of his effort and uh, um, you know it's a it was a great uh, great day for him and his family and his community Panthers head coach Bob Bugner right there. Last thing he was talking about was Brady Keeper's NHL debut. And we'll hear from Brady Keeper coming up here in just a little bit, uh, coming up next segment. Now, though, time to hear from Panthers captain Alexander Barkov. And he talks about the Panthers bounce back in that game against Ottawa. Yeah, of course, we always want to win games. And, I mean, we're not not going to make playoffs. But still, like, we have games left. And we got to play them. And we got to try to win them. And, I mean, it's a lot more fun when you win games. And just in terms of getting that, that strong finish, how important is it? You mentioned more fun to, to win the games, but just to, to go through these last few and, and, you know, really try to have a strong finish to the year. Yeah, we just got to start, like, building for the next season right now and got to start winning games and finding that winning culture. And, I mean, just just pre- we have, like, good games right now. Just play play as hard as you can, have fun, and try to win games. So, I mean, it's going to build up for the next season. Individually, you're the third Panther to ever have a 90-point season. Jonathan Huberto is uh, is right behind you. What's it mean to, to have a season going like this and to, to even be challenging for the uh, the team points record for a single season? Yeah, of course, it's always always nice milestones. And, I mean, you, you don't get here by yourself. You have, like, whole team and organization behind you and playing with really good guys like Hubie and Daddy, for example, right now and a couple other guys before. And, I mean, it's just, like all about chemistry and having fun and trying to work for each other and good things good things will come you talk about the chemistry you guys have you guys put together kind of a, a highlight real goal last game all three you touch the puck uh to set up that that goal in ottawa just to, how much fun is it when you guys are able to score a goal like that where you all touch the puck you all have a, a big factor in it i mean that's that's really fun way to play and when you everybody gets to touch the puck and move your feet and create chances it's always fun but like I mean, yeah, you just need to work hard and try to try to read off your line mates and hold the puck and create chances. Alexander Barkov right there, Panthers captain, talking about that uh, highlight reel goal that his line put together in uh, in Ottawa the other night. Wasn't the only goal that they scored as a group, but uh, Jonathan Huberdeau's first goal of the game, it was Dadanov to Barkov to Huberdeau, and he finished that one off. Just a, a really nice goal that that unit put together. Here's Jace Howerluck as uh, he, he earlier in the week, remember he had that two-game stretch, scored three goals over a two-game span, two in Toronto earlier in the week, but he talks about uh, the importance of getting back on the winning track with that game in Ottawa. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, obviously, things weren't going the way we uh, we wanted them to, but uh, I thought we uh, came out uh, strong in Ottawa and handled the job. And then looking at the, this these next few here, how important is it to, to have a strong finish to the season? Super important. I mean, uh, everyone's playing for something, and especially pride for our team. But uh, you know, we want to finish strong, and we want to show uh, 
no quit, and um, and I think that's what we're going to do. And especially for you and a lot of the young guys, uh, guys who've made their debuts this season, how important is it just to, to keep accumulating this experience at the NHL level? It's super important. Every game is important. Uh, you know, try and get more comfortable out there. I mean, uh, the, the game's so fast at this level that, uh, you know, it's not easy to adapt to it right away. So, uh, you know, every game's huge to, you know, get that confidence and, uh, you know, feel more comfortable. And if you had to pick out one thing from that Ottawa game to, to bring into the Boston game, what would it be? Just uh, I love the way we compete. We competed all night, all 60 minutes. I thought everyone played hard for each other, and, uh, and it showed. Case Howerluck right there with some thoughts uh, heading into today's game against Boston. One last comment, though, beginning with thoughts on uh, on the last game in Ottawa. Here is Panthers goaltender Roberto Luongo. It was a good win for us. We uh, we didn't feel good about our game uh, in the last three games, so um, it's nice to get on the winning side here, but uh, we're going to have to just uh, keep that momentum that we had last game and keep playing the same way and keep playing hard and uh, you know try to limit them to the amount of mistakes that we make. It's way more fun to be around the, the rink when, when you're winning games. You know, as a professional, it's important to, to come every day and, and work hard and uh, you're still, we're still living the dream playing in the NHL, so we got to take advantage of that and, and uh, you know, uh, take it uh, serious every day and, and work as hard as we can. And last thing, what's it been like for you this, this last little bit, uh, kind of having Sam Montembeau under your wing a little bit and, and being able to uh, just kind of help him along here as he gets his feet wet in the NHL? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's exciting for him. And uh, for me, it brings me back to the days when I started. So, um, you know, I just try to help him out as much as I can and, and talk to him and you know, keep him... Uh, uh, as, as even keel as possible. You know, I know he's had a couple of tough starts uh, recently, so I just want to make sure that his head is in the right spot and uh, when he gets his next start that uh, he's ready to go and enjoys it. Roberto Luongo right there, Panthers goaltender, and uh, finished by talking about uh, working with Sam Montembeau since he's been up in the National Hockey League. So the Panthers getting set to take on the Boston Bruins. That game starts today at 1 p.m. So we hope to have you tuned in uh, this afternoon, 1 p.m., 12.30 pregame across the radio network. Then the Panthers will be back home, uh, as I mentioned, Monday at 7 against Washington at the BB&T Center. And then Thursday at 7 against the Islanders. A week from tonight, Saturday at 7 against the Devils, 954-835-PUCK, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. And folks, don't miss the Florida Panthers' last home game of the regular season. That is a week from tonight, April 6th. That's Saturday night at 7 p.m. Fan Appreciation Night presented by Walmart. The night will offer giveaways throughout the game with gifts such as tickets to concerts and shows, electronics, and more. For more information, go to FloridaPanthers.com. We'd love to have you out at the BB&T Center. Three big games to close out the 18-19 campaign coming up this week, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, all at 7 o'clock. you got the Capitals, the Islanders, and the Devils all coming into town. So we hope to see you out there. Again, 954-835-PUCKFloridaPanthers.com and Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. And coming up next, we're going to get a cut from the uh, most recent Territory Talk podcast. Kevin, Jameson Olive, and I had a chance to uh, sit down with Panthers defenseman Brady Keeper, who made his NHL debut in that win in Ottawa. So that's coming up. we got a lot more coming up. Yeah, we'll hear from Brady. We'll hear from Jamison Olive as well later in the show. As the Panthers get set for the Bruins, a matinee affair at TD Garden coming up at 1 o'clock. You're listening to Panthers Insider right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Panthers Insider continues. Kevin Rogers and Doug Plagans with you. Panthers and the Bruins coming up in just a few hours from Boston. We'll hear from Brady Keeper in just a moment. As the Panthers, Doug, play their final road game of the season today. 
Today in Boston, 1 o'clock face-off, 12.30 pregame across the radio network. You can also catch it over on Fox Sports Florida as well. Kevin mentioned that we're going to hear from Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com next segment. He will be uh, joining us to uh, help preview today's game in Boston. Jameson and I, every week, uh, co-host the Territory Talk podcast, FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk, to find the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. You can also hear it on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. And this week, our uh, guest was Brady Keeper, and he made his NHL debut. The Panthers defenseman made his NHL debut on Thursday against the Ottawa Senators, and he joined the Panthers uh, just uh, just about two weeks ago, signed with the Panthers after a two-year run at the University of Maine, and uh, he is the first player from the Pimichikamak Cree Nation to make it to the NHL, and uh, and also uh, comes from Cross Lake, Manitoba, about eight, uh, eight hours north of Winnipeg. If you're uh, wondering where Cross Lake, Manitoba is, town of about 8,000 people, he told us when he uh, met the media for the first time after his first morning skate in Dallas going on a, a couple of weeks ago. But it's been uh, a ton of fun to get to know Brady here over the last couple of weeks. Uh, just a, a great guy and a great night the other night for him and his uh, family and friends who joined him in uh, in Ottawa as uh, he made his NHL debut against the Senators, that Panthers victory back on Thursday. And well, here's a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast as Brady Keeper joined us for it and he begins here by talking about how it was his dad who helped get him into the game of hockey he built us a ring back in the backyard there I was like four or five years old um he never really pushed us mm -hmm. to do a, he, he let us do whatever we wanted but he kind of he kind of kept us busy in the winter time and even in the summer playing softball and all that stuff but in the winter time was the main uh main sport um me and my brothers played and he built us the ring for uh, AA, probably like seven, eight years straight. Um, he'd be out there shoveling the rink seven, seven in the morning when it's the weekday, weekend off. So we, so we can, so we can go skate. So he was pretty crazy. Um, but like, uh, all my uh, props got to go to him, and just unbelievable here. Did you, did you ever have the the dream of reaching out? Or were you just playing for for fun for a lot of your life? No. Um, my dad told me a little story, I guess, when I was younger that. I used to tell people I was gonna be I was gonna play in the NHL. Um, I don't remember it, but he 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 always reminded me and all that stuff. But I guess I had that dream right from the beginning, and I'm just happy to be here. You started getting. It sounds like you started getting the interest from the college programs when you were when you were playing junior. Was there a? I guess was there a time maybe uh, before that that it kind of clicked for you that you had the ability to to maybe take your hockey to a to a higher level, or or were you just kind of taking it as it went? And and you know once those offers and and things started coming along, you thought more about it then. Um, I, I guess I was just playing at the time, just working hard and uh, just trying to have fun at the same time. Um. I guess Maine was the first, actually the first school that contacted me and offered me a full scholarship and I took it right away. Um, there wasn't really that many teams that came after me, um, but I knew I was going to Maine no matter what. And one of those reasons were was because of the coach there, it was the name Alfie Michaud, he's uh, also native. Um, and he kind of took me under his wing there and was, uh, 
was a really big reason why I went there. What did it mean to have that that connection with with Alfie, and then also just uh, what did those couple of years at Maine uh, do to, I guess, uh, continue your development as a hockey player? Um, I think being there for two years um, prepared me mentally, I guess, and all that stuff. Um, just, um, I don't know, just I don't know what I can say, how I can explain it, but it's been pretty crazy, I guess. Just being there for the past couple of years and it actually like it matured me I guess I can say a lot um just having all the support there and in, in school business as you guys know I probably tried to I tried to leave like yeah I was, four, I was reading times, I read that story yeah four, five times and, uh, like two days in so they really supported me there me and my family and Alfie uh, took me under his ring uh, his wing there as well and was really uh, was really good to me. And I, I read, like you said, the, the, that story about you trying to leave uh, a couple times, and I think it was your credit card got declined, so you had to yeah, stay. My, but my last time, yeah. Here we are now, so that obviously worked out. But I heard you also got a couple calls from uh, Jordan Tutu, Aaron Asham, guys like that. And we talk about, like I said before, having so many people in your corner. What did it mean to hear from those guys, guys that have you know been to the NHL to tell you to kind of, you know, hey, keep going, you're a good player, stay on the path? I guess it meant a lot, I guess. Um, I don't know how they got my number and all that <laughs> stuff, though, but... Really, it was a really an eye opener, I guess. Those guys contacting me and telling me the state of there because they they knew, I guess, how I I was feeling at the time because they said they went through it as well. Um, but um, Alfie helped me through a lot. So was my dad. He's he was phoning me every day and stuff stuff like that. He's talking to me, my girlfriend as well. Um, yeah, he uh, Tutu kind of told me as well that he right off the hop that he when he left home that he was kind of homesick and wanted to leave as well but I knew uh, he was going to pass over maybe a couple of weeks later but I, and that that's what happened it kind of blew away and once I started playing hockey and just enjoying being there it was it was really fun Brady Keeper right there Panthers defenseman made his NHL debut on Thursday and a big congratulations to him for making his National Hockey League debut and that was uh, just about four minutes of what was probably about uh, a 15 minute or so conversation that Jameson and I had with Brady Keeper and again great to to get to uh, get to know him and get to hear his story uh, about his road to the National Hockey League and had a really nice game back on Thursday a Panthers 5-2 win in Ottawa that was his National Hockey League debut so again uh, big thanks and congratulations to him on making his NHL debut and you can hear the uh, whole conversation with uh, Brady Keeper floridapanthers.com slash territory talk and new material in the territory talk podcast each and every wednesday panthers after this game today in boston at one o'clock have a three-game homestand coming up and uh, panthers fans you can visit the concourse outside club lexus to check out the players favorite things baskets during the games coming up on monday thursday and saturday all the games start at seven o'clock at the bbnt center you could win a unique basket filled with gift cards electronics autographed and game worn items as well as other player favorites all proceeds benefit the Florida Panthers Foundation. Those are the players' favorite things, baskets. For more information, go to floridapanthers.com. And uh, also, when the Panthers hit the ice next after today's game in Boston, it's going to be Monday night at the BB&T Center at 7 o'clock against the defending champion, Washington Capitals. And you can join us that night for our annual Autism Awareness Night. That is Monday night when the Cats take on Washington at 7. There will be a private, sensory-friendly lounge for families as well as group pricing. A portion of all ticket sales will benefit Autism 
Autism Speaks. To access the ticket link, go to floridapanthers.com. Panthers and the Boston Bruins coming up this afternoon. Kevin, it's a 1 o'clock face-off, and uh, we've got a guest joining us next to help preview that game. And we just heard from him in the interview with Brady Keeper and yourself, Doug. We heard from Jamison all the FloridaPanthers.com. And Jamison will join us coming up in just a few minutes. We'll look ahead to the Bruins today, look ahead to the homestand, and also take a look back at the last few games on this road trip as the Panthers coming down the stretch of the 2018-19 season. And we'll talk to Jamison all the FloridaPanthers.com. In just a few moments, you're listening to Panthers Insider right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. 1-800-947-AUTO. Welcome back to the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Panthers Insider continues. Kevin Rogers with you as the Panthers take on the Boston Bruins today at TD Garden, a 1 o'clock face-off, 1230 pregame. And the Panthers look to close out their road schedule with a victory against Boston. And we will look ahead to that game, look back at Ottawa. And we got a week to go in the season. As we talk with Jamison Olive of FloridaPanthers.com, we can call it after 40. So we'll do that. Good morning, Jamison. Good morning. How's it going? It's going well. Now let's first go back to Thursday. And obviously, Toronto tough game team that's going to the playoffs they have a soup they have superstars on that team Montreal the Panthers haven't had a lot of luck with them this season Canadians still in the mix for the playoffs I'm not going to go to Panthers had to have that game Thursday with them being eliminated from playoff contention but uh, that was a really nice win to get though against the Senators yeah it really was just to kind of like you said stop the bleeding there I mean the three before that the Panthers allowed 20 goals and like you said those were some good teams that was Boston that was Montreal and that was Toronto but even against good teams, the Panthers have played some really good hockey this year. And you heard Vincent Chorchek after that last uh, that last loss against uh, Montreal when he just kind of called the team out and said, you know, hey, it's been pretty embarrassing. You know, we're better than this. Like, we got we got to change the culture in here. we got to be better. Like, this is not. And then for them to kind of hear that, come out, respond, and beat the Senators, who obviously last place team, but they've been playing some better hockey as, late, uh, as a play. And they, they got some young guys on that team, some guys fighting for jobs next season, a, a lot of heart over there. So then to come out and beat the Ottawa Senators and kind of stop the bleeding and kind of get a clean slate here, like you said, with a week left, I, I, I think that was a big deal. I mean, you can't just, you know, you, you can't pack it in and you can't just, you know, wait for the summer to come. you got to keep playing these games out and you got to find ways to win. And Brady Keeper made his debut on Thursday. We heard the interview with him, or at least a piece of it earlier. What were your impressions of his debut? I thought he was really steady. I mean, you, you saw there this Different types of defensemen, only defensemen that you want to notice every game. You want to notice them every time they're out there, where they have the puck on their stick. Guys like you know Keith Yandel, you want to see what they're doing on offense and kind of see how they work the puck around, see how they hold the offensive zone, things like that. But for a guy like Keeper and the bottom pairing there with Mackenzie Weger, a guy that has a lot of offensive skill and has a physical edge, but in his debut, you kind of looking for him to be steady. He was steady out there, but you barely noticed him, which was was a good thing. And when you did notice him, it was usually because he was doing something good, you know, clearing out the crease, you know, getting the puck out of the zone, things like that. Also had a couple hits, a shot on goal, uh, jumped up in the offense once or twice. So he did all the little things, and in terms of just his steady defense, he was really unnoticeable, which, like I said, is a very good thing for a guy who's in the at 20 years old. So Bob Buchner said, you know, he's absolutely going to get some more playing time this season, whether that's one more game, whether that's all the rest of the games we don't know yet. Uh, the lineup's going to be pretty up in the air probably before every game this season, just given how many guys they're carrying right now. So and he's a guy that definitely uh, – People are going to be talking about this summer, just given his backstory and given where he's come from, given the fact that the Panthers 
you know, really are you know, kind of looking to bolster up their defensive core a bit. So he's a guy that whether, you know, he's you know, on the team next year in Springfield next year, he's a guy that I would definitely keep an eye on just down the road. Jamison Olive, FloridaPanthers.com, joining us here on Panthers Insider. Panthers in Boston today to take on the Bruins. Panthers beat the Bruins at home 5 nothing back in December, but they've lost the last two. Last Saturday, the Bruins blew out the Panthers, and of course the game in which the Panthers had the Bruins uh, down and dead, and Boston came back and rallied with a couple late goals. Obviously, you know, the Bruins really know where to go in the playoff hunt. They're going to get that second seed out of the Atlantic Division since Tampa Bay has run away with things. But, uh, Jamison, for the Panthers, we know uh, the guy they've always had problems with, Tuka Rask, that they'll likely face him today. Yeah, Tuka Rask is an incredible number against the Panthers. So it's the best numbers of his career up until he suffered a couple losses against them recently. His same percentage in 20-plus games is around 950. So he's definitely had their number historically. But uh, recently the Panthers have been pretty well against Tuka. I know he got the win last time out, but he's still in the same percentage under 900 in that game. So he's been struggling lately. I believe he's you know two wins in the last five games with a sub-900 save percentage. So he's been great. He's you know, a resident trophy candidate, but he's a guy that's you know, shown, a, shown some weakness lately. So the Panthers can kind of come out and take advantage of that. That's a big thing because, like you said, the, the Bruins really aren't playing for much right now. They're not going to catch the lightning for the uh, – the first season of the Atlantic Division, they, they're kind of locked into that second spot. But, you know, that they do want to feel good entering the playoffs. You don't want to, no one wants to back into the playoffs, especially your goaltender. So I know Tuka coming out there is going to want to have a couple of good starts before he gets into the playoffs. He kind of has to turn it on against some really good competition. So the Bruins, they're playing for something tonight. They're not going to roll over for the Florida Panthers. And uh, like you said, the Panthers last season finished so strong against the Bruins. Even though the Panthers were knocked out of it last season, they, were, they went out there and they beat the Bruins in an emotional game and they went on to you know, end the season with a with a, with a win against them as well. So for the Panthers, both teams a lot to play uh, a lot to play for tonight. Not to say we feel bad for the Bruins, Jamison, because we don't, but when you look at them, 103 points, obviously, with the way Tampa Bay has played, there's no way the Bruins would have ever caught them. But is it fair to say Boston will have the toughest first-round matchup of any team in the NHL with them facing Toronto as far as a team for what they've accomplished and who they get in the first round? That's kind of what you know everyone says. I mean, the NHL playoff format's kind of controversial because even though I said there are matchups like that, I think it was the last season or the season before we had you know the Capitals playing the Penguins in the first or second round, and everyone's like, you know, this should be a, a conference final. What's happening here? But when it comes to the NHL playoffs, I mean, all eight teams, regardless of how you get in, they're all dangerous, and everyone can win the cup there, and that's kind of what makes the NHL playoffs so special. So there are some easier matchups than others, but in general, every you know, there's no easy path to the Stanley Cup final in, in either conference, but. I honestly think that's tougher for the Leafs. I mean, the, the Bruins are kind of a team that's built for the playoffs. Yes, the Leafs we saw a couple of days ago on all the offensive firepower in the world, but you know they just don't really have that complete team. They're, they're, they're struggling on defense, especially as of late, whereas the Bruins, they have the veterans, they have the defense, they have the goaltending, they have the young scorers, and that's kind of what the Panthers are going to see tonight. It's something they have to overcome because it's a team that is probably kind of already in playoff mode, like I said, trying not to back into the postseason. Now, looking ahead to next week, and, you know, again, the Panthers just trying to, you know, play for pride, play for jobs, you know, uh, some players trying to uh, get a few more goals and points. But the next two games after today, you get Washington on Monday defending uh, Stanley Cup champions, the Islanders who are headed to the playoffs, that there's still going to be some motivation to finish off the season strong. Oh, it depends on the motivation. I mean, you saw Barkov say after practice the other day, he was saying, you know, when next season starts now, we're playing we're, we're playing for next season right now. We want to start building this winning culture. It's something the Panthers thought they kind of had in the grasp, you know, with how well they finished last season, but it kind of fell apart a bit this season. But they want to keep it and establish that because as much change as they potentially could be.
be this summer. A lot of the guys in the room are still coming back, like Darko, like Hooper, like Trojek, you know, that leadership group. They're going to be in the room next year. They're going to be the guys coming in saying, you know, we can't let what happened last year happen again. we got to eat better, you know, because the Panthers, they want to be the Boston Bruins. They want to be one of those teams where when they go into the season, people may be downing. They might say, oh, you know, this guy's a little bit of a workout. I didn't do enough in the offseason. But regardless, they always seem to just win games and it's the playoffs. The Panthers really haven't had that this assumption of being a good team throughout their almost their entire history, you know, dating back to maybe early the early nineties. The Panthers want to be that team that regardless of what happens, they go into the season and they feel good about themselves. They know that, you know, even if they have some ups and downs, they're gonna be in the postseason it's not always gonna be this last hit, second half, you know, push to try and get in. So for them, I mean, uh, like I said, a lot to play for individually as well. A lot of history on the line, Barkov four points behind Pablo Burris franchise record. I mean, Keith Yando, one more point, and he's, you know, the 14th defenseman in uh, NHL history to get 60 points, a career high for him. So a lot of individual records going around and a lot of things like that. But I think if you ask the guys in the room like Barkov and Hooper and those guys, they just want to end the season with a win. You know, I don't think they really care about the individual point totals. None of those guys are playing for contracts. They're all locked in. All they want to do is win and kind of head into the summer feeling good about themselves. Jamison Isle of FloridaPanthers.com. Always great work. Jamison, we'll talk to you later on for After 40. Yep, talk to you in a couple hours. Have a good All right, day. thank you so much. There's Jamison Olive, FloridaPanthers.com. The Panthers and the Boston Bruins coming up this afternoon, 12.30 is the pregame, and 1 o'clock is the puck drop from TD Garden. Doug Plagans has the call of the game. Our thanks to Jamison Olive for joining us. Also, our thanks to Brady Keeper, who hopped on for a few minutes. Panthers and the Bruins coming up, the final road game of the season. That is just a few hours away. For Doug Plagans, I'm Kevin Rogers. You've been listening to Panthers Insider right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.